Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. We also offer two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. And now, kids, it's time for our Comic Web Radio Secret Society code 263288. 4263. Go to our webpage at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Decipher the code and you can enter our secret site. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and you get 15% off any order from the Comic Web. Decipher the code at secretsociety.htm and use the word on checkout where we ask for a coupon. The code again is 263. 28 4 26 3. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive who appeared on Earth from the planet Krypton and who mingled with ordinary men disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for a great metropolitan paper. When we last saw them, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen, copy boy for the Daily Planet, had become even more deeply involved in the curious adventure of the stolen crown jewels, which had come to them utterly without warning on the railroad train. Flying home from Minerville, where they had been held by a fake telegram from the Yellow Mask, their plane had almost crashed in the powerful cross current that drew them to the tower of a deserted skyscraper. But Kent managed to land safely, and they hurried to the railroad station to meet the incoming train, arriving just in time to see the mysterious girl, ally and assistant of the mask himself, cross the waiting room and head toward the subway. But in the subway, the mystery suddenly deepened. Between stations and the inky blackness of the tunnel, either by accident or design, the girl vanished into thin air, taking the jewels with her and leaving Kent and Jimmy completely baffled. As the story continues today, they have returned to the offices of the Daily Planet, and Kent has just finished telling his amazing tale to Editor White. Suddenly, he stops. Mr. White, is something wrong? You're pale as a ghost. Do you want some water? No, no, I'm all right, really. Just stay where you are, Jimmy. You sure? Jimmy's right, you are pale. Nothing but excitement, Kent. Believe me. What was that you were saying? I, uh... uh about your plane. Uh, you say it uh, crashed? Oh, no, no, it didn't, actually. But we came mighty close to cracking up. It wasn't his fault, Mr. White. It can't a small pilot. Well, never mind that. Uh, tell me exactly what happened. Well, someone stole the jewels from Jimmy's hotel room in Minerville. And then no, we... no, 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 never mind that, never mind. Uh, the plane. Oh, oh, well, as I said, I'd chartered this two-seater, and we were almost in. We could even see the Parkway Tower, Mr. White. Go on, Kent. All of a sudden, I ran into this curious crosswind. Blew me straight for the Parkway Tower. I tried everything, but I, I couldn't pull out of it. I saw that old tower coming closer and closer, and I was scared stiff. Well, there's nothing to be ashamed of, Jimmy. I was mighty scared myself. Then what happened, Kent? Well, I just barely pulled out of it, Mr. White. Missed the tower by an eyelash and landed in the Parkway Marsh. Good hell. I'll squeak, all right. Uh, I wasn't thinking of that. Of course, I'm thankful you escaped, but it's mighty curious. I'm afraid I don't quite understand. Coincidence. A simply amazing coincidence. Or possibly not a coincidence at all. Now, look here, Kent. What you've been telling me is almost exactly what I was going to tell you just as soon as you'd finished. What do you mean? Airplanes out of control. Unaccountable crashes. Only you two got out of it. And the others? Well, the others aren't anywhere at all. And the curious part of it is, they were mixed up with jewels, too. I still don't understand, Mr. White. Kent, this is a most amazing mystery. 
And here it is in a nutshell. During the past month, four planes coming into the city, specially chartered air expresses carrying valuable loads of jewels and precious stones, have never arrived. Never arrived? But you said they were coming into the city. Just so, Jimmy. Each of them was practically inside the city limits. Several thousand feet up, of course, in full communication by two-way radio. And then, suddenly, nothing. But that's not possible. Radio breaks off. Complete silence. And they never arrive. Cracked up? No. Vanished. Disappeared. But, but if they're that close, well, why can't people see them? Ah, that's the catch. Always, without fail, the accidents, if they are accidents, have happened on rainy, foggy night. Low ceilings, poor visibility, as if someone had picked those nights deliberately. I see. And you think... Uh, I don't know what to think, Kent. But it suddenly flashed into my mind while you were talking that if the yellow mask is back of your own adventure and you say he is... Oh, yeah, Mr. White, I saw him myself. Well, then, there's a possibility that he's back of this, too. I can hardly wait to see Wentworth. What? Why Wentworth? Hasn't he arrived from an hour yet? But he left there long before we did. Oh, yes, he's been back some time. He's been covering these mysterious disappearances and flying in this evening, very soon now, with the Air Express from the South. That's so. Well, I'll be glad to see Bill. And he's been flying on various routes for a week. I couldn't see that it was proving anything, but he insisted that if he could find out what was happening, it would be the scoop of the year. Well, it certainly would. If the mask is mixed up in this, Mr. White, it's going to be plenty hard to uncover the story. Come in, Mr. Kent. Do you suppose Mr. White would have found out anything? Yeah, he's due in half an hour, maybe sooner. And if he does know anything, we'll know about it soon enough. Mr. White, where's he coming in? Eastern Airport. Why, Kent? Where's he coming from? Barton City. That's from the southeast. Great Scott, I wonder... I wonder what, Mr. Kent? Nothing, nothing. Uh, Mr. White, I'm going down to the airport to meet Wentworth when he gets in. You don't mind, do you? Well, of course not, Kent. Go ahead. Hey, Mr. Kent, may I come too? Yes, come on, Jimmy. Even if we don't find anything, you'll at least get to see how an airport works. Well, good luck to you, Kent. It's a bad evening. Looks like more rain. I hope nothing happens. J.R. calling. J.R. calling. Y.M. has received report from the southeast... All preliminaries have been successfully carried out. Weather station reports fog and rain. Visibility poor. Ceiling 400. Conditions are now perfect. Reception station reports plane coming in at 9,000. YM orders that all posts stand by for action. Hey, Mr. Kemp, this is some place, all right. Uh, what do they do over there? This is the central control tower, Jimmy. And you're a mighty lucky boy to be allowed inside it. Now stand still and don't get in anybody's way. Yeah, but what goes on? What are they doing? Well, you saw all those planes out on the runways. Yeah. And the ones coming down all the time. Well, sure, but what does that got to do? Well, the men in here tell them when to take off and tell the others how to come in. Oh. Attention, please. Passengers for Flight 6, Lockport, Calverton in the West. Now loading at Gate 4. That's one of the big transports, Jimmy. Oh, look, here comes the chief operator. Evening, Ken. Hello, Mac. Any word yet from that plane Bill Wentworth's in? Let's see. That'll be Flight 9 from Varden City. Anybody got Flight 9? Yeah, I just made Little River. Little River. Yeah, that's about 10 miles out. Over the flat. Yeah, I'll be here any minute now. By the way, Kent, mm -hmm. uh, any, uh, any news? You know. Nothing so far, Mac. But that's why we're here. Well, I hope you're here for nothing. But I don't know. What do you mean, Mr. Mac? Don't know. Same sort of a night, dark and foggy, low ceiling. Hey, Chief, there's that beam again. Hold it and call the federal men. Quick. But now she's gone again. Well, what's he talking about? Wild beam. You know how pilots ride the radio beam in, don't you? Oh, sure. Well, every once in a while, we pick up this beam that doesn't seem to come from anywhere. Just running wild. Coming in where there shouldn't be any beam at all. There's no way of tracing it? Not much. That's why we try to get the federal operator to pick it up. I'd be able to plot it. Confound it anyway. What's the trouble, Max? I don't like it, Kent. 
boy, all right? You mean Jimmy? Yeah. Can he keep things to himself? Oh, of course I can. I'll answer for him, Mac. Well, this is it. You know about those missing planes. Mm-hmm. Well, we picked up that beam each time before it happened. Only on those nights? No, we've had it since. But every night there was a missing plane, we heard it. I don't like it, Kent. Flight 9 from Barton City, crossing Skyler's Creek at 12,000. Major plane, Kent. Coming in now. Come on over. I'm going to handle this from now on myself. Come on, Jimmy. You keep out of the way. Okay. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, please. Flight 9. Coming in at 10,000. Flight 9. Down to 8,000. What are you doing now, Mr. Kent? Telling the pilot what levels to come in at, Jimmy. That's so we won't interfere with anybody else. Uh, Mac, ask him how the weather is, will you? Yeah, sure. Flight 9. Please report on weather where you are now. Come in, please. Rain squalls. Low fog. Light easterly winds. Rain and fog, Kent. He's right over the city now. Looks like this is the time we guessed wrong. Don't see what can happen to him now. Hey, Chief. With that beam, listen. Catch it yourself. Mike, what is it? Got it. Right here. It's on the same wavelength. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, Flight 9. Flight 9. This is Flight 9. This is... Well, what's happened? It stopped. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, please. Mr. Ken, what's happened? Well, well, Mac. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, please. Come in. I'm afraid I didn't guess wrong after all, Kent. Wentworth's plane is gone. Just like all the others. Take it easy, Jimmy. Well, Mr. Wentworth, do you think it was a yellow mask? Jimmy, I don't know. I can only guess. Mr. Kent, what do you mean? I've been doing a little thinking, Jimmy. Do you know where you are? Right now, I mean. Sure. Right on the parkway flat. And I thought you needed a bit of a walk before we went back to the office. Yeah, I sure did. Thanks, Mr. Kent. That's all right, Jimmy. But look, I didn't come this way by accident. Look over there. Tell me what you see. I don't see much of anything. It's rainy and dark and all. I'll keep looking. Oh, yeah, I see the Parkway Tower. What of it? Queer place, Jimmy. 30 stories high. The tallest building in the city. Remember that? Sure, I started asking about it back in the plane. And the very day it was finished, it was closed up tighter than a drum. Ever since, it's been deserted. Why, Mr. Kent? Why did they ever put up that big building and then just let it go or abandon it? Well, there are several reasons, Jimmy. First, there was a fight between different interests for control. Then it was pretty far out from the center of town. It sort of stands all by itself. It's a great big skeleton. All alone. I wonder. Jimmy, when our plane was pulled off its course, we were almost carried right into that tower. Yeah, but you said it was crosswind. And when Bill Wentworth's plane came in tonight, on a line from the southeast, the tower was right in its path. Golly, Mr. Kent. You don't mean... That isn't all. Think back, Jimmy. When the girl got away from us in the subway, remember that? I say I do. But what does that guy You remember mean? the station? Hmm. No? Well, I do. Jimmy, that girl left the train just where the subway tunnel travels under the Parkway Tower. What? Golly! Just so. It all ties in together. And Jimmy, unless I'm very much mistaken, the secret of the jewel robbery and the missing planes and the hiding place, maybe the whole headquarters of the Yellow Mask and his gang, is there in that deserted skyscraper. And with your help, Jimmy, I'm going to find out. Amazed, Jimmy stands in the rain and stares toward the dim shaft of the parkway tower, hidden in coiling wreaths of fog. Is Kent right? 
Is it really the hiding place of the yellow mask? And what does Kent mean by asking Jimmy's help? What excitement waits in the dim corridors of an abandoned skyscraper? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman.